Blackstone Audiobooks presents Dave Henderson's Dog Stories, a collection by Dave Henderson. Prologue and Soliloquy These tales are simply stories about dogs, all kinds of dogs. Definitely not hunting stories. But because I know best those breeds, the bird dogs, like fine cream, come to the top as protagonists. Many of the stories actually were dreamed up. That is, the plots come in the night, with just enough left over for me to set down some sort of clues on paper before the dream faded. I think of this collection as a celebration of almost seventy years of Dave and Dog. Like William Faulkner on receiving the Nobel for Literature, I wrote them not for glory, and least of all for profit, but to create out of the materials of the human spirit something which did not exist before. If this sounds unctuous or presumptuous, it's because I have set a very high regard for the subject, born of long association with dogs of every strain. There is some humor here, but also, I hope, some insight into the mystery of man's love affair with his dog, which has gone on for a long, long time. Almost as long, man has written about the creature. One of the early quotes comes from Socrates. The more I see some men, the more I like my dog, or words to that effect. Herodotus acknowledged that in whatever house a cat has died by a natural death, all those who live in the house shave their eyebrows only. But those in whose house a dog has died shave their whole bodies. Some honor, huh? Hereafter, I have accumulated hundreds of words of eulogies from which I'll retrieve that which I think may interest you, but shall pass on in no chronological order. Judges seem to have a particularly intense desire to recognize the rare traits of canine-human relationship. Perhaps they only want to show off in written opinions that will permanently honor not only the subject, but the author. I shall take advantage of such judicial scholarship, and the fact that these writings are in the public domain, to draw heavily on at least two such collections. Without specifically crediting each quotation, I should mention two sources. The first is the opinion of Justice Sterling Price Gilbert, in the case of Montgomery v. Maryland Casualty on appeal from 39 Georgia Appeals Reports, 210-1930. I do not have the Supreme Court citation, but the case involved an employee's unsuccessful attempts to get workmen's compensation for trying to save a, quote, fellow worker, unquote, the night watchman's dog, which had fallen overboard and was drowning. After going back to the dawn of primal history, his honor said, we find in astrology the dog-star that is the brightest star in the heavens, the alpha of the constellation Canis Major, and in Greek mythology Cerberus is the watchdog at the entrance to the infernal region. He goes on to describe the welcome afforded Ulysses by his dog Argos, full of fleas who wagged his tail and dropped his ears, but could not closer reach his master, and died the black death. The English painter Landseer brought Argos' immortality on canvas. From the Bible, A living dog is better than a dead lion. Ecclesiastes 9.4 Many French writers take credit for 
Who loves me loves my dog. One of my favorites is from the English Lord Byron, who wrote of Boson. But the poor dog, in life the firmest friend, the first to welcome, foremost to defend, whose honest heart is still his master's own, who labors, fights, lives, breathes for him alone. Boson, wrote Byron, possessed beauty without vanity, strength without insolence, courage without ferocity, and all the virtues of man without his vices. For years people have denigrated cross-bred dogs by referring to them as curs. It would interest you to know that there is now a National Cur and Feist Breeders Association that extols the virtues of Mountain Curs, Black Mouth Curs, and Stevens Stock. Mountain curs are frequently born with an extra dew-claw on each hind foot, which often form additional functional toes. See what you'll learn if you read? The second judicial source of maybe more than you want to know about dogs was written by my good friend Judge Harry C. Martin, Jr. of the North Carolina Court of Appeals in State of North Carolina v. James E. Wallace. North Carolina Appeals Reports, 271 Southeast and 760, back in 1980. The state had foolishly continued a charge against Wallace for running deer with a dog, charges stupidly brought under a motor vehicle statute. But Harry took offense and put Judge Gilbert in no better than second place, both in length and depth of juridical recognition of dog's place in men's life. He cites the huntress Diana, with the dogs given by Pan, and continues to track Gilbert. But then, on his own, he tells of the spaniel that saved William of Orange from the Spaniards, the gallant deeds of the St. Bernards in the Alps, and squeezed a tear at the picture of a boy without a dog. He digs out old cases that created one free bite for dogs, including one that says, You can't shoot a neighbor's dog simply because it looks hungrily at your chickens safe behind your fence. Judge Martin is not content with local deification. He quotes from a Kentucky court. History may have searched in vain to find a living creature exhibiting so much fidelity and affection as does the dog for his master. Neither cold, heat, danger, nor starvation deters him manifesting those most excellent qualities for his master. He, Martin, found a New York case where a butcher, paying off a drover with a banknote, had the note fall into a gravy dish. The drover's dog ate the note. The demand that the dog be dissected was refused. Now the comedy. The butcher claimed that the dog had collected his master's account, while the drover insisted that the dog was not acting within the scope of his duties and authorities, and sued the butcher. Then Judge Martin picks up the most quoted eulogy on dogs of all time, the comments of Senator Vest in the Missouri case of Burden v. Hornsby. It is an essay in itself, too long for here. Go to the library and read it. When all other friends desert, he remains. When riches take wings and reputation falls to pieces, he is as constant in his love as the sun on its journey through the heavens. This is the dog. This is our friend and companion who inspires great literature. 
great art and even short stories that pop into this writer's head in the dead of night. I hope you like them. <laughs>